here's the joke. How long has Anakin Skywalker been evil? Since the Sith grade. I hate you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wanna Be Film Buffs. Hashtag Movie Monday Edition, where we break off from the regular list and talk about something a little different. <laughs> and apparently where I get myself thrown off of the podcast. Anyway, um, hi everyone, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Hello everybody. <laughs> Honestly... I need to tell you, that was not even the worst one on here. Oh, it wasn't. That was just number one. (laughs) The next one that I really liked is literally number two, which is also very funny for its place on the list. Um, (laughs) What's Yoda's advice for going to the bathroom? Do or do not. Do do or do do not do. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> dad jokes time. Yay. Um, honestly, I th- this is a su- fun little separate thing for a, th- uh, a show that I've been recording, sort of ongoing. Um, when I sent in my audio to them last night, we had recorded the episodes seven, eight, and nine. So I feel like because I just told a joke, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. That I put in the header of the email, why was six afraid of seven? (laughs) (laughs) And then it followed up with in the actual body of the email, because I didn't have anything else to say in the email and I just didn't want to leave it without a header. (laughs) And I also wanted to hint at what the thing was about. So there we are. It was dumb, but I, it was dumb, but I didn't get fired. So here we are. Um, so jokes seemed like a good thing that sort of fit because we're doing a a Star Wars parody for this movie Monday. Um, and, uh, (laughs) I would say it is probably one of the most classic of Star Wars parodies, mainly because I can only think of two. Yeah. And the other one was Family Guy, and I don't know that I can fully count that. I mean, I thought all of those Family Guy specials were better than fucking Spaceballs, but, you know. Oh, that's true. No, <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I I have... Listeners, I have an emotional attachment to this movie. I saw it when I was very little, and the the humor was was good for tiny little me. Um... Oh, oh, was not necessarily super great. I fully acknowledge this <laughs> in that a lot of my favorite movies aren't very good. <laughs> oh, though, speaking of that, Joel Schumacher died. Oh, man. Okay. Responsible for, you know, Batman and Batman and Robin and the Phantom of the Opera movie. Oh shit! He did the the movie because, of course, he fucking did. <laughs> I didn't know he did the movie. I truly, I didn't think he would have directed that. Like, oh no, that seems of like mildly too high of a quality for a movie for him to have directed. Um, oh, anyway, don't worry. The quality of the movie was reflected in the quality of the director. I know he just died, but you know. Oh yikes! Oh yikes! <laughs> Well, um, (laughs) yeah, let's dive into this. This sure as shit didn't win anything. Yeah, no, it didn't. Uh, It was released in 1987, directed by Mel Brooks, written by Mel Brooks, Thomas Meehan, and Ronnie Graham. I'm going to guess all the bad jokes were not written by Mel Brooks. Um, Oh, of course not. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think. 
I don't know. There were situational gags that I thought were fucking great. Um, And I think a lot of this has to do with actors being, with very particular comic actors being very good comic actors. Yeah. Um, Like, oh God, why did I just base on that man's name? Oh no. Uh, Fuck. Um, Yeah. Not John Candy, not that one. Though I, I, he is there, but also I didn't actually like any of his jokes in the movie. Um, Especially not on this rewatch. This, yeah, no, his jokes didn't land well on this rewatch. Plus, also, I don't know. I mean, they were they were all dick jokes about his tail. Yeah, there was that. (laughs) There was just like. Yeah, I don't know. It just it wasn't. Yeah, no, didn't land right. Landed a little too pervy. So <sighs> maybe it's glad he didn't. He wasn't around to experience the Me Too era. That could have gone horribly wrong for him, I'd imagine. Anyway, Ooh. um, maybe that's dark because he is also dead. There's a lot of death involved in this conversation. Let's keep going. Yeah, this um, is supposed to be a comedy movie where <laughs> really fucking dark. <laughs> we are, like, for the listener's benefit, I am, I am recovering from taking Benadryl, actually. Like, the, it, the actual bug bites themselves didn't do much. The allergic reaction was a little tough. But it was the Benadryl that fucked me up for like a full day. I like could not go to work today. Oh God. It was bad. Like, yeah. So I'm loopy, y'all. This the level of loop is high. Um, so we'll we'll get through this. We will get through this. We will survive. Um, because I do have energy because I did sleep a lot, but oh boy. Okay. <sighs> Let's dive into this plot synopsis, which yeah. always feels weird for comedies. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like explaining a joke in a weird way, but like, eh, fine. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Wait, uh, it, it uh, won the Stinkers Bad Movie Award for Worst Picture. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like we're starting the thing with the Razzies, but we're like, not yet, though. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't I, wait I, for our shitty movie Saturday Sundays. We haven't picked a day yet. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I have no idea when we'll get to this, but we will. We will, in fact. We'll find time to do it. Yes. All right. Dive into the synopsis. I will. I will kick us off as I normally do. I feel like I just slurred my speech in a weird way on accident. I don't know how that happened, but anyway. The movie opens with a Star Wars-esque text on the screen that informs the viewer of the war between planet Druidia and planet Spaceball. Druidia has been at peace for some time now and has managed to stop planet Spaceball in their tracks by constructing a giant air shield around the planet. Planet Spaceball has been in an air shortage ever since, and the numbers are reaching critical levels. We are shown the outline of an extremely large ship. The end of the ship has a bumper sticker on it that reads, We break for nobody. Inside, we are shown that one of the cadets has contacted Lord Dark Helmet when they've reached planet Druidia. He then goes over Dark Helmet's helmet when he informs them that he contacted President Scroob. Lord Helmet is furious, but informs his henchman Cole, uh, Cole, Colonel Sanders, I thought that was like some weird nickname because there was a fucking period at the end of it. Jesus Christ. It's also Uh, wild we pronounce that word Colonel. Yeah. There's no R in it at all. Yeah. (laughs) so funny. Colonel Sanders, their plan once they reach Druidia's atmosphere. Cut to Planet Druidia. We are shown that Princess Vespa, I'm sorry, I forgot her name was Vespa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway. um, Princess Vespa, the uh, daughter of the 
of a not wild fuck daughter of Druish King Roland <clears throat> is about to get married to a guy named Prince Valium who has a sleeping disorder. That's really <laughs> that's such a polite way of putting that. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with narcolepsy. Um Slash the guy who is high off his ass on Valium. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, hence the name. Um, <laughs> as she approaches the altar, she tells her father that she doesn't love the guy she is about to marry and leaves the wedding. She and her caretaker, a robot named Dot Matrix, which is so funny to me. But anyway, that's fine. Um, escape in... <laughs> the new Mercedes space cruiser that Roland had purchased. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh God. That, that there are just weird things that I find very funny in this dot matrix being one of them just because of computer nerd reasons. Um, <laughs> and a Mercedes being a space cruiser is funny. It would, it would be funnier now if that was a Tesla. <laughs> Like, that's the equivalent joke now, which I feel good about All right. drawing that connection. All right. We are then shown the outside of a Winnebago. Inside, the captain, Lone Star, is seen asleep at the wheel while his companion, Barf, is seen stuffing his face. They then get a call from an associate of ruthless mobster Pizza the Hut. That may or may not be fucking hilarious. Um, that was funny. <laughs> that, there, there is no way that that's not... One, the reason that's funny is because of Pizza Hut. And yeah. two, is because he's made of pizza. It's a dumb thing, but it's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Pizza tells Lone Star the job he was originally hired to do got screwed up. And now he's owed one million space bucks. The one has a dollar sign in front of it in the synopsis, which I think is hilarious. One million space bucks. And the money has to be paid by a certain time or else. The next call they get is from King Roland, who wants Lone Star and Barf to track down Princess Vespa. But unfortunately, he thinks the space balls might have got to her first. They manage to locate the position of her Mercedes space cruiser and rescue her. Yay. <clears throat> Lone Star decides to make quick tracks. Ah, sorry. Lone Star decides to make quick tracks to escape Spaceball One and Dark Helmet. He puts the Winnebago into hyperactive mode and makes quick tracks, which is, they didn't need to say that um, a second time. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Um, Dark Helmet decides to go after them, but to catch up, they put Spaceball 1 into ludicrous speed mode. <laughs> oh, shit, they've gone plaid. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. The, I think plaid specifically is a part of it that's funny. <laughs> Plaid's a fun pattern. Um, but, I don't know. Ludicrous speed. They overshoot the Winnebago by a week and a half. Just as they are set to go home, um, sorry, just as they're all set to go home, the Winnebago runs out of gas and they crash into a remote desert planet. Lone Star and Vespa get into a huge fight about what they can take with them. Lone Star tells Vespa to take only what you need to survive. Barf informs them that they have to make haste before Spaceball One comes back. To make them all dead. Make them all dead? What? I don't like how this synopsis is written. <laughs> to murder them all to death. To kill them dead. To murder them all to death is my it's a good way to I don't know. I just enjoy that phrasing. But I enjoy that phrasing better than make them all dead. Yeah. Alright. So they get lost in the desert and think everything is hopeless. During the night, Lone Star and Vespa share a mutual attraction to each other before they're interrupted by Dot's virgin alarm, which was... That was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, after walking for hours, it looks like they're goners. 
But thank you. But thankfully, they are rescued by a group of small people who are followers of the almighty yogurt. I did spend an in an, a ridiculous amount of time trying to figure out what that melody was. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so bad to say this, but I have already forgotten what it was. <laughs> like I like I know the melody. I just I forgot what it was from specifically. It had a name, and I was whatever. It's fine anyway. Back on Spaceball One, Dark Helmet is desperate to locate Vespa as President Scroob informs them they can use her for ransom to get a crack at Druidia's heir. So in order to locate exactly where they are, Colonel Sanders informs them about a new technology they use called instant video. <laughs> called live streaming. Anyway, um, yeah. where they can watch the movie as it's being made. <laughs> Unfortunately, they fast forward too far and are at the now moment of the movie. They then manage to locate the group on the moon of Vega. Spaceball One heads to Vega to locate them in the desert. Dark Helmet instructs his minions to literally comb the desert for the foursome. Which we was... ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were combing it with a pick. <laughs> Whoever wrote that joke in particular, I believe deserves about a million dollars. I just <laughs> that that was actually the the thing in the movie I found the funniest upon the first watch, like all these years ago, and the the first line that I like set of lines that I knew how to like sort of repeat without seeing the movie. Yep. Yeah, that was the part right there. <laughs> uh, my favorite is uh, all of the space balls are cross-eyed. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> can't hit anything for shit. <laughs> assholes are major assholes. We're all assholes. <laughs> because the Empire is a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh god. <laughs> See, there is a lot of humor involved here. It's just so bizarre. The parts of the the humor that ages the best, yeah, is like is things like that, like things like the empire's full of assholes, <laughs> because that's timeless for sure. <laughs> I would also argue the Winnebago thing is also very funny, just on its own. It yeah. being a flying Winnebago is funny, <laughs> even if even if we haven't seen Winnebagos in years. Um, <laughs> Still funny. Yes. Let's get on with the synopsis because yes. I just remembered we're still reading it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but they're taken to Yogurt's underground lair where he teaches the group about the wonderful world of movie tie-in merchandising. This joke did not just age incredibly. It is even more relevant considering that Disney now owns Star Wars. Yes. And the other wild thing is the only, the only, oh, actually, you know what, I'll get to it at the very, no, actually, now feels like the perfect time to mention it. The only thing that they were not allowed to do, very specifically not allowed to do, is have any merchandising linked to this movie. So they put actually, yeah, like, as far as, like, <laughs> the only request that, um, George Lucas had specifically was no merchandising, which is, but this scene was already in the movie, which is why that's funny to me. <laughs> yeah. But like, they didn't technically merchandise or anything in real life. So, no, they absolutely didn't, which is just a, like, it just, it adds another layer on top of the humor in this to me. Yeah. <laughs> right knowing, that, like, knowing that this movie just got slightly more brilliant. Right. But also, like, that is the most petty thing to have a problem with. Like, fine, you can make your movie, but if you try to sell a goddamn thing pertaining to this movie, mm, 
will have problems. I'm like, it's far enough removed from literally everything about Star Wars that, like... Like, there literally isn't a Luke Skywalker character. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think is very humorous. Yeah. Um, where did we get to? He also <laughs> teaches a lone star the power of a magical force in the universe called the Schwartz. Lone Star asks Yogurt about the medallion he wears on his neck. Yogurt tells him that will later tells him that, that will later be revealed to him at the proper time. I just need to verify one thing. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Um I was sort of just attempting to verify that Schwartz isn't like a jet uh Oh. That's interesting. In German, it's a last name that means black. Uh-huh. I'm checking what it... Oh! In Yiddish, it just means good connections. Oh. What? Sure. <laughs> See, I thought it was a dick joke, but apparently I'm incorrect. I um, also thought it was a dick joke because they literally say, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine, and hold it in front of the crutches. Well, yeah, which at that point I was like, well, at that point it's a dick joke. But like <laughs> the rest of the time I had also assumed it was a dick joke, but it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. if I knew a bunch of guys who had real big dicks, I would call myself very well connected. Whatever, we'll get to it at the very end because it actually isn't mentioned anywhere in the synopsis, but I sure. <laughs> am for sure going to talk about it when we get there. Um, do, 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 where are we? Okay. <clears throat> Spaceball 1 finally arrives in Vega. Dark Helmet decides to trick Vespa into thinking that he that he's, in fact, her father, King Roland. The trick worked, and Lone Star, Dot Matrix, and Barf decide to go after her and destroy Spaceball 1 in the process. <clears throat> Lone Star is given the Ring of the Schwartz, as as well as a fortune cookie, which Yogurt expli- explicitly instructs him to open before eating. He also hands them a can of special liquid Schwartz to fuel. Uh, sorry, ex- ah, wow. He also hands him a can of special liquid Schwartz fuel to use if needed. Another reason why I thought this was a dick joke. Interesting. <laughs> I was, oh, I was that just dawned on me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I was waiting for when they actually poured the Schwartz fuel into the fuel tank for it to be white. Uh, <laughs> like, now no, the ship is suddenly a whole lot straighter. <laughs> oh God, I'm. It was basically Viagra in a in a tube. <laughs> light blue. It. Should... Oh my God, there were missed opportunities there, but that's fine. I, I could only imagine that is a 1987 issue, specifically. Okay. Um, also, the one joke that I also really liked in this was, it wasn't even a joke, it was just a very funnily worded line, just like, would I lie? And just with that face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. There's some peak acting in this. It's incredible. Oh, yes. So, uh, back on Planet Spaceball, Dark Helmet has arrived and has presented President Scroob with Princess Vespa, who they will use to scheme King Roland into giving them the combination to Planet Druidia's air shield, destroying Planet Druidia and saving Planet Spaceball. After threatening to give Princess Vespa back her old nose... Uh, we'll get to it later. <laughs> King Roland agrees to give up the combination. 
it's one, two, three, four, five. The exact same <laughs> combination that President Screw had on his luggage. That was also good. That's that was also an so amazing well. joke. <laughs> yeah, like, that ages, I think, really well now. Just get I actually, you know the reason that ages well for me? What? Because we have a shithead president. That's why that ages well for me. Yeah. His password, I would imagine, is also one, two, three, four, five. I want Mel Brooks to do a Donald Trump parody. <laughs> I'm crying. That's very funny to me. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. So, uh, Scrub orders Spaceball 1, ready for departure, and to have the combination of his luggage changed. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Barf, Lone Star, and Dot Matrix finally manage to head to Planet Spaceball and locate Princess Vespa in a remote prison, singing, nobody knows from us. She's a bass. Woo! God, that was funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but to do so requires getting past several heavily armed space balls. Oh dear, I have several whatever, it's fine. Um they managed to successfully do so. They then hightail it out of the prison and head for Spaceball 1. Spaceball 1 has managed to successfully penetrate <laughs> Planet Dridius air shield. But in order to get the air out, Dark Helmet flips a switch and has Spaceball 1 transformed into a maid with a giant vacuum cleaner. That's just good physical comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Lone Star, Barf, Vespa, and Dot Matrix marvel at the transformation. Just as it looks like Spaceball 1 is successful, Lone Star uses his Schwartz training to turn the vacuum cleaner's switch into the off position. They then fly into the ear of the Mega Maid. They got that mildly incorrect. He put it in reverse, but fine. Um, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> Maid's gone from suck to blow, which I don't know why that was so funny to me as a child. Probably because I was, again, a, a, a very small child. And uh, sex jokes make me laugh still to this day. Um, <laughs> which I don't even know if that was supposed to be one. But I'm it, sure it was. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, I'm, I hope so. I really hope that's not a joke that they weren't attempting to make that I happen to read as a joke because that feels bad for me as a human. Anyway, Lone Star finally has his face-to-face -face confrontation with the Dark Helmet after a Schwartz measuring contest. Jesus. Dark Helmet reveals there are two sides to every Schwartz, which is funny that they included that here. It is a throwaway line. It's a throwaway line. Yep. Anyway. Lone Star, without without his ring, manages to defeat Dark Helmet via amazing use of a mirror and push Spaceball 1... Ooh, yeah, sorry. And push Spaceball 1's self-destruct button. <clears throat> the Spaceballs and everyone and everything inside f the, flee the ship. Um, that is, except for Dark Helmet, Colonel Sanders, and President Scroob. The ship self-destructs and Mega Maid's head crashes on, I will just say what it actually was, which is the Planet of the Apes, um, that which is amazing. very funny. Oh, God, that was, that was a, that was a fun tie-in. The apes are horrified to discover that their planet is being taken over by Spaceballs. Oh, shit. There goes the planet. <laughs> um, back on the Winnebago... Lone Star and Barf learn that Pizza the Hut has kicked the bucket and they will, don't owe him anything anymore. Yes. Victorious, Lone Star heads for Druidia and drops Vespa off at the castle. They resume where they left off with the princess marrying or attempting to marry Prince Valium. As they walk down the aisle, Vespa is stunned to learn that Lone Star didn't take the money he was offered, only enough for gas and food. 
Lone Star and Barf are seen at a random space gas station filling up and stopping in the coffee shop. They are horrified by the contents of today's special and quickly get the check and make a beeline at the door. They <laughs> do not allude to what this magnificent scene is. Because it is, it is John Hurt reenacting his famous chestburster scene from Alien, and then the chestburster tap dances off screen. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my, my honey. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch Alien on this list. It is on the list, and I can't wait for that little chestburster to race across John Hurt's body and just sing to myself. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> I'm gonna do that too because honestly, I think that's gonna be the only way I can get through that scene. I love that in the actual that. Alien movie because I'll be like, "What the? Fu- oh no!" Like otherwise, that would be utterly horrifying. But like, just in that moment, if it starts singing and just, oh god, that was so fucking funny. Also, very good puppetry. Yes. <laughs> like wildly good puppetry for like a movie from 1987. <laughs> oh god, imagine that being done in CGI in CGI now, very specifically that joke just done with the same creature in CGI. <laughs> it would be like it would be just visually better, but the joke would still land because again, it that's one of those jokes that is still a little bit timeless. Yes. Mm. So, Barf is still hungry, so they take a crack at a fortune cookie that Yogurt had given him. Yogurt reveals exactly what the medallion that Lone Star wears on his neck is. It's a royal birth certificate. It certifies that Lone Star is the son of a king and queen. And if they hurry, Lone Star could have a princess in their future. They quickly turn around and head back for Druidia. Just as it looks like the wedding is unavoidable when the preacher gets to the speak now or forever hold your peace part, Lone Star shows up and tells Vespa that he is a certified prince and asks her to marry him. She thinks about it and then quickly shoves Prince Valium off to the side. They get married and sail into deep space in the Winnebago. Okay, so one thing I wanted to point out is the costume design on the Spaceballs themselves. Yeah. Their helmets were funny. That's not the thing that I found the funniest in particular. I found it incredibly funny that they had, like, butt pads. (laughs) I cannot explain why the butt pads were hilarious to me. Oh, God. Um... Also, the lovely sequence with the, this isn't them, you captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> Fuck. That was that, <laughs> that was very good. Oh, God. Um, I like sort of fourth wall breaking scenes like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, God damn it. <laughs> we messed up again. <laughs> oh, it's just funny. Um, I still enjoy this movie but there are some issues so one thing that i brought up that like came up for me as a problem now in 2020 because i have grown a lot and understand more about um more about like different forms of oppression so one thing that bothered me is like every sexist joke that's in the movie yeah Of which there are many because it's a 1980s comedy. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to be sexist as shit. Um, (laughs) Like, I knew, like, I even knew what I suggested this. I'm like, that movie is sexist as fuck, but we're going to have to do it anyway. Because it's still, like, there are still some bits of it that are funny. There are also some jokes that are, like, technically sexist, but also are still funny funny and i think still would be funny and even if you were maybe if you reverse the gender of the person it would still seem funny yeah but the thing that made it a funny was that it like the the main one that i'm talking about is the 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 they shot my hair immediately exiles and it immediately executes the entire team um (laughs) which like is funny because like 
it's partially funny because she is a woman, but also because she had immediately just said, I don't know how to fire a gun, and then t- immediately turns into Rambo because somebody injured her hair. Yes. Um, <laughs> which, like, the reason I still find that funny is because that's a mood, and I would totally do that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that, and because of that, that to me feels funny regardless of gender. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a little bit of a problem, but like, well, uh, sexism just overall is a problem in this movie. But um, the other issue I had that I then had to remind myself, oh, this is written by Jewish people, um, is numerous sort of uh, Jewish stereotypes that are done in a way that are not the greatest. but again, because it was written and directed by a person of Jewish descent, I have less of a problem with it because yeah. it was made by that group. And, you know, yeah. Um, and also it was like vague enough that I didn't notice it as a child. Mm-hmm. But I certainly noticed it now, um, particularly the bit with her old nose, because I started to like, like, I, I it's weird throughout the majority of my childhood, just like any xenophobia directed in the general direction of Jewish people just wasn't a thing I ever encountered mm-hmm. or heard about even like, and I'm talking heard about from the Jewish people that I knew, like that I grew up alongside. Maybe it's just the area I'm in. Maybe. I don't know. No idea. No fucking clue. But that in particular was a thing that struck me as very weird on this rewatch. Like, it felt weird to laugh at any of those. <clears throat> and I actually, in fact, didn't laugh at any of the Jewish-related jokes throughout this uh, second, throughout this rewatch. So hmm. I felt good about myself for not laughing at them. <laughs> I, don't I, mean, know. I mean, I I chuckled a bit because Mel Brooks is Jewish. So, like... Mm-hmm. Any other situation, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I think it's because, like, well, with well, with Princess Vespa, there's one, like, there's, you, you mentioned that there's a moment that you like, what, cause, okay, listeners, spoiler alert, we talk about these things very quickly after watching them because things are funny, and it's fun to share that, and it's fun to share that in a text. Um, But the, uh, the bit when she, um, Oh, what the fuck was it? Oh, the uh, I don't have to take this, I'm rich line? Yeah. Like, that line in particular is one that, like, when you look at, like, that plus the, uh, that plus the nose job line, Mm -hmm. sort of specifically, is in and of itself a specific stereotype that I, like, started to recognize more and more as I was sort of told about it, um, also, weirdly, a thing that like comes up a lot for me watching um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I haven't seen that. Well, guess what? It is on Amazon Prime, and clearly, we have that account. So, it's again. Oh, it's fucking great! It's cool. so funny. My God, it's good. I love it so much. Um, it actually tying it back to this movie reminds me a lot of. And it's supposed to do this. This was an intentional thing. Um, reminds me a lot of um, <clears throat> Joan Rivers, who is uh, Dot Matrix in this. Yeah. That was another problem in this movie, though, is that they criminally underused Joan Rivers. Yes. Yes, they did. She wasn't even on screen. <laughs> oh, and I'd like to clear up um, the rich line. I did not interpret that as like an anti-Semitic joke. I took that as like a privileged white person, rich person joke. Oh yeah, no, which makes sense and is a good read on that for yeah. sure. Because that, I meant more. I meant more that just that I, I, yeah. I found that little connection there too. But I also still laughed at that joke in particular. Oh God! Because sometimes privilege is funny. Yeah, to laugh at. <laughs> We're in a weird moment, but privilege is funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. I guess that sort of. I I didn't say pros and pros and cons in the beginning there, but that was basically my pros and cons section. Uh, I really only have a con for this movie about why I really did not like it that much at all. Is that's fair uh, when it comes to like satire and like spoofs and stuff? 
Um, my philosophy is go hard or go home. And I, mm. I don't think this went as hard at Star Wars as it should have gone. Ooh. Which is why I like the Family Guy spoofs of Star Wars better, because they were fucking merciless. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Fair enough. That makes sense. I totally see that. Yeah. Rick Moranis, side note, that was the name I couldn't remember earlier. Oh, Rick Moranis, yeah. Yeah, like, again, comedic actors that, like, fucking do a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. Oh, Rick yeah. Moranis, fully. The man is very funny. And, um, what the fuck happened to him? Well, didn't he, like, stop acting? Yeah, he stopped acting when his wife died, I think. Oh. Uh. God, that's so tragic. Yeah, his wife died, and, like, his daughter was really young then, so, like, he stopped acting to, like, be a full-time dad. Mm. Well, that part isn't... That part isn't as tragic. I meant it's more just tragic that... Yeah. I don't know. It's tragic that he went on to not do... Like, to not act at anything, basically, just because he's he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. He's just so... He's such a good actor that, like, ugh. I don't know. <clears throat> Hold on. Difficulty of raising two. Oh, though he did he did do occasional voice work though. Oh yeah. After that, yeah. Like uh, Brother Bear, hmm. which also is Buck Wild. I do not remember him in that movie. But then again, why would I? I barely watch Brother Bear. <laughs> Fuck, that was such a weird movie. Anyway, that's fine. <laughs> um. It's also weird to think about how many people who were in these movies are, like, definitely dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oh, you know what? Another con. Another con. John Candy? Um. Yeah, John Candy. Uh, now, it wasn't so much that he himself was the con, it was that every joke that was written for him was in some way, shape, or form either a joke about him being fat or a or something else but worse. Um like for example, why the fuck can't I remember the word that I'm thinking of right now? Oh, that motherfucker was in cool runnings. I completely forgot. Anyway, um <clears throat> Fuck, what's the thing with the... You said it earlier with the... Oh, the, the with with the tail. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just like... His, his jokes weren't funny to me. And I feel not happy about that. Because I know that, it, generally speaking, he was a very funny actor. Just it didn't... Didn't come across super well in this one. I don't yeah. Know. Hmm. That's sad. He was also in Splash, which is, for the longest time, was one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so, hmm. Oh, well. But, yeah. I I don't know. I don't have much else to say about <laughs> Spaceballs other than, wow. Yeah, hmm. much. <laughs> it happened. Um, it happened. It like you're right. It totally could have gone like harder as a thing. And I think actually one of the reasons it didn't was because was because well, I think he was nervous too. Oh yeah. Um like a little nervous to do the thing. Oh, Michael Winslow, that's who that was. Who did who's the radar technician? I lost the bleeps, the sweeps and I lost the creeps. <laughs> Oh god. That that is also a line that's really difficult to repeat. It happens very quickly. Um Oh, and I also I need to say I didn't recognize that that was John Hurt, but that scene is still funny oh, regardless yeah. of not knowing who it is at all. Like, uh, it's very good. Um I also feel like the actress who played um Princess Vespa was very good. Oh, yeah. I think she was definitely the best with uh, with what she was given. Oh, shit. She was just in NCIS. Huh. Mm. Looks like she's gone on to do mainly TV movies, which, like... Oh. I don't know how that makes me feel. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh. she She could be doing a lot more than that, but I guess she is... Wow. I don't know. 
her photo on IMDb does like I don't know when that photo was taken, it, but it looks like it could have been recent. And if it has been recent, damn, she took good care of herself. She hasn't. <laughs> she doesn't look that different than she did in 1987, which is wild. Huh. Um, and that's just wild because it's such a long fucking time ago. <laughs> that's 33 years ago. Um, well, to not visually change in 33 years is a difficult feat. But also, I don't know, she is interesting. Um, I, don't we... I don't have much else for it. Yeah. Uh, should we get to ratings? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, one plot. Um, I'm gonna give it a half. <laughs> I'll give it a half because I like it. It was easy enough to follow. Okay. And I didn't. And I didn't hate the plot. I will. I will say it's an easier plot to understand than Star Wars is for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually like made it something that was like a, well. I was going to say, ironically, a physical commodity, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's air, which I guess is it. It is that does that count as a physical commodity? I feel like it does, but also I don't really know. It's a natural resource. There we are. OK. And like, yeah. And making it something that is over a, a natural resource makes it like a little more tangible. Sure. Yeah. That's what I gave it for. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving it a star because as a Star Wars spoof, it sure didn't follow the plot of Star Wars at all. <laughs> that's fair. So, yeah, that, that, that's me. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Uh, two, pacing. Yeah. I, it, it still doesn't feel long to me. It's also only an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, it's really not a long movie at all. Um, for me, a few of the jokes lasted a little too long, and was like, okay, next scene. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like which one? Um the the live streaming one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, that like, definitely. Um. Uh, yeah. We we get it. Oh my god. Please, please move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I can see it for that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, three acting and characters. Hmm. I'm gonna say yes because I liked what they did, knowing that this movie is intended to be funny. Okay. Because, like, you know what? It feels like everybody knew what movie they were in. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, whereas, like, <laughs> whereas actually with Star Wars, I don't know that I can say the same. <laughs> I don't know that I can say that in the first Star Wars, they knew what the fuck movie they were in. No, feels... they, I don't think they did. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to give them that in this one over, like, I don't know. And I feel like, ugh, it, this isn't, uh, you know what, though? It's fine. Well, when we get to the next one, I think it's in the next one. I have a different opinion on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, yeah, not really. It's hard to be good in a comedy, I think. Because, <laughs> mm. like, yeah, yeah, goofy, over-the-top shit, but also, like, not be bad. <laughs> yeah. And like, was this was just, uh, I don't know, it was just, it was just a little too cheesy for the humor that I like. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, number four, writing. I'm going to give it a half point, but mainly because it's difficult. I'm marking these with my finger, and it's um, <laughs> difficult to have my finger bent the way that it just was for as long as it was. Um, But also because, yeah, some of the jokes were fine. Again, there's the bit of, again, there's the there's the sexism in there that, like, and that admittedly it was the eighties, so like what the fuck did I expect? But also I just consistently expect better from every movie. Okay. And I don't and I don't think adjusting that and changing that will solve anything. So I'm gonna 
I'll give it a half for that. All right. Uh, I mean, shit, it's still minutes make me laugh. Like, <laughs> um, I'm giving it a half because a lot of these jokes were hilarious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like when they went for a Star Wars joke specifically, it was fucking great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even like vague pop culture references were very funny. Yeah. Uh, and also because again, somebody had to sit down and write the line for "Comb the Desert." <laughs> God damn it, that was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Who like? I I really wish I'd been there during the script read when somebody had to say, you know what? Um, we're going out there. What we're going to fucking do is uh, we're going to have them comb the desert with combs and an afro pick. <laughs> I just, like, I... I would love to see the look on the actors' faces when they heard that that was what they had to do for the day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's so funny. To, funny to me. Funny to me. Oof. Oh, yes. Uh, let's see. Soundtrack. That song at the end is pretty good. I mean... It's very remember, 80s, though. <laughs> I don't even remember there being any music in this. No, not really. So, like, I'm just I'm just not going to give it anything, because if I don't remember that there was a soundtrack, it doesn't get a star. <laughs> yeah, short for, like, there being that song at the end, but that song that was basically, that was just, well, I mean, it's, I can only presume it's called Spaceballs. If it's called anything else, they fucked that up royally. <laughs> um, that song is very 80s. Like, it's the most 80s song to ever 80s. Like, it's, it's, oof, it's aggressive. And the 80s were not a great time for pop music. Anyway, um, let's, uh, let's keep going. I didn't give it one, but let's keep going. <laughs> uh, directing. that's gonna have to be a no um i actually gave it a star for this because like the actors with again with star wars with the script they were given they did an okay job uh yeah okay Actually, yeah, you might have changed my mind on that one. Okay. And, like, that is up to the director to do. And, like, Mel Brooks, like, he doesn't fuck around when making movies. That's true. Huh. That's true. Also, a little bit of bias with his two musical remakes of his movies, The Producers and Young Frankenstein, because they're fucking phenomenal. Um. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. I almost was going to suggest that we do The Producers after this. Um... But it has nothing to do with the other movies. So, like, no. so I'm like, ah, fuck. I can't justify this one. I want to yeah. so badly. We can't do I a just... movie Monday about a movie Monday. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, fuck. Like, it would be very funny. Uh, it's a... This is producer is one of my favorites. And I also want a reason to rewatch it other than I just want to rewatch it. I want to like see it in a live production. I'm not a big fan of the the movie version of the musical. Uh, mm, fair enough. I liked it. I liked it. Oh, I, of course, oh, I liked yeah. it. Honestly, I liked Keep It Gay because it's still one of the best things oh, that I've ever oh, seen on a on a big screen. Like, like this is insane. <laughs> uh, also, queer representation in a movie. It was a weird way to do it, but I mean, hey, yeah. They did it. They really fucking did it, especially with springtime for Hitler. Oh, Jesus. Here we have every kind of white gay, which is very funny to me in that sequence specifically. But that's fine. That's also a different movie. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So uh, next one. uh, Cinematography. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really notice any moment where I'm like, oh, that was a cool shot. So I'm not going to get it personally. I know that we literally just did this the other day. Which one did we say was where things that, like, 
visually looked interesting was like as far as costumes were concerned wait for star wars or Spaceballs? we did this for um star wars i just like forgot which section we put it in oh i think we put it in cinematography okay at which point then i'm gonna give it a half because i enjoyed the costumes sure they were funny to me again (laughs) the butt pads (laughs) uh the butt pads also like I don't know, like, a lot of work had to be done for the costumes to be as funny as they were. And to do that while also knowing that you don't have the budget that Star Wars had. True. Is, Although yeah. I think like, Star Wars had a big budget. Like, the first one I don't think did. And it shows. No, yeah. That's rude. <laughs> that was rude and unnecessary. Um, I mean, but like, it's I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I found it. I found the costumes interesting. All right. Uh, Eight, immersion. I stayed in. I did not. Uh, This movie lost me at several points. (laughs) That's fair. And that is perfectly fair. And it was for the majority of the movie. I just could not stay engaged in this one. Hey, that happens to me all the goddamn time. So, I mean, it's fine. It makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> That's me with, like, every other movie. <laughs> uh, well, a good way to keep me engaged is to be, is to keep me laughing. Sure. Or, or to make me cry at some point, or to make me care about something, and then threaten to kill that thing a whole bunch. All right. <laughs> Which, I don't know why I'm giving people that, like, a special in to, like, here's a way to, like, torture my soul a little bit. But, well, there you go, people. You have it. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, rewatchability? Huh. This one is one where I'm going to give it a half, because after this last rewatch... And dealing with as much of the sort of sexism that was in it, I don't want to. But I also can't deny the fact that I have also, like, rewatched this movie a lot (laughs) over the course of my life. Like, so I I can't, like, not give it anything for that. I'll give it a half. Sure. Uh, I'm not giving it one. I did not think he would. Like, this one just makes me want to watch the Family Guy Star Wars spoofs. Fair enough. Which Did we decide that that was the third one? Uh, we, we, oh god, um, it was Spaceballs, Rogue One, and... Oh, I forgot we had decided on Rogue One. I know it was Muppets in Space, I know that that was one of them. Oh, there we go, three of them, yeah. It was this Muppets in Space yeah. and Rogue One. Muppets in space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Listeners, I don't know if I said this last episode, but uh, I have never seen a Muppet movie. I'm so ready. <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you how ready I am for that. Um, though, actually, now that I think about it, we may need to do an additional bonus one. Oh? For the Family Guy ones. I, I just, I'm feeling it. You I'm feeling like it never happen. You want to do a I do. after. I fucking do. I just do. It'll be a bonus one. It okay. doesn't have to be. Because they're funny. Because <laughs> I know those are funny, and I don't know. I feel like we should do them, too. Um, I mean, sure, I'll, and I'll Basically, if I'm going to sit through watching Rogue One, despite the fact that, like, it is, I, I, I know that it's not going to be awful. Um, I Rogue just, One is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> if I'm going to sit through that, I am going to watch something funny immediately following. Not <laughs> saying that there's any, not saying that the other one lacks humor, but I'm gonna just do that. Oh shit, I forgot what I my rating was up to because I moved my hand. Uh, we do have one more. Uh, ten. <laughs> uh, overall enjoyability. Oh, I enjoyed the shit out of myself, so I have to give it a one for that. Nope. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Again, our, it's our, fine. It makes sense. Our position switched from A New Hope to Spaceballs. 
I knew it would. <laughs> like I, I literally like sort of predicted it would. <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm like, I need you to see this thing. I don't think you're gonna like it, but I need you to know that this is what's going through my mind as we watch the rest of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> because like this is the only movie that is set in space that I enjoyed when I was little. <laughs> Because it had dick jokes and was funny to me. Um, and, like, also there are only two planets in it, which was helpful. Yeah. But I think Star Wars definitely has more than two. Uh, the the movie we watched or in general? Uh, in general. Oh, oh boy. I can send you a map of the Star Wars galaxy after this. There are definitely more than two planets. <laughs> precisely which makes it complicated for me to follow um it's like i don't know where the fuck we are i just like if the setting gets confusing for me i like i have a bit of a problem with that but like i don't know i have we haven't i i at this current moment have not watched the other two yet so i will well i mean i've watched them but it's been years but like you know what i mean sure anyway um so i gave it a seven out of uh ten I gave it a one and a half. <laughs> yep. Oops. That happened. Oops. I didn't even mean to rate this movie bad. I just, I, I don't know. It's, hey, when we get, when we get right down to it and we look at the list and that's what happens, that's what happens. Um, it is interesting to me that this is our second attempt at a Mel's Brooks thing and the first one failed very badly. Um, the first one was technically a zero if we're looking at how at how that thing basically goes in that like again the number of racial slurs um being over than over 3 right. um it getting an immediate zero and us moving to a different thing that like so it getting a zero still makes it the first one that we technically reviewed <laughs> Um, of Mel Brooks for this for this in general but it didn't rate highly um, and thus yeah so there's that that happened also did that one drop to no it didn't that one dropped like weeks ago what the fuck am I talking about Jesus Christ I, I <laughs> like, no I, what episodes were on when they released I'm really bad at being part of things like, I don't know what happened. Well, I know it got tweeted out earlier. I just, I don't remember. Um, oh, uh, uh, the the uh, vampires. Um, that one. Oh, uh, interview with a vampire? Yep, that dropped today. Um, as, we re- as we record this, listeners, now you will know how far ahead these are recorded. Whatever. If you guys didn't figure that out by now, I don't have any. I don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. Um... Yeah, so I guess if, like, if I was recommending things to people, it's basically, like, yeah, you don't have, like, don't feel any temptation to watch this one. It is very much set in its, like, in its time, which was 1987. And it doesn't, I don't know, we, this one is not a, not a necessary thing for people to see but yeah um maybe head on off to a different mel brooks movie perhaps uh for which one well i'm just generally speaking like if they wanted to watch something else i would say they could do something other than uh other than this one as far as like a mel brooks movie is concerned uh I have the Mel Brooks collection somewhere that I have not opened. That is <laughs> fuck wild that that exists, but all right. Um, I mean, of course it does. Wait, hold on. Mel Brooks. Um, this is a silly question. Mel Brooks wasn't physically in this movie, was he? Or was he? He was present was he... for yogurt. He was both of them? Yeah. Jesus Christ, how did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> like, I it's I, I think it's partially that, like, did I look it up? 
I feel like I looked it up and I, and I couldn't see it there. Whatever. It's fine. I guess good. Um, I don't know. Because I literally just looked at his face because I went to his IMDb page to like pick another movie of his um, for people to watch instead of this one. Um, and I am struggling to pull that list up. Give me a second. <laughs> Dracula dead and loving it. I forgot that that one existed. Oh, Robin Hood Men in Tights is the one that I would actually recommend that people go and see just because I liked that one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Young Frankenstein. Ooh, yes. Oh. I haven't seen that, but sure. It's, oh, God, it's wonderful. <laughs> Oh my. At least the musical is. I barely remember the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, dear, dear listeners, I hope that y'all are doing relatively okay. Um, and uh, hope y'all have a good rest of your week and hopefully this brought some joy to y'all. I am gonna drink a coffee. Um, and that's going to be about it for me. Uh, yeah. Find us on social media. Tell us what you think of this movie um, and do all of those things. Be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can. Turn up to some uh, uh, shitty 80s music um, <laughs> and stay safe out there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, shit. Or turn up to the ending music because I do every time it plays. <laughs> <laughs>